0: Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast with your host, Rajan Nanavati. Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast. I'm Rajan, and just when it looked like most of us were set up for a relatively quiet and otherwise nondescript Wednesday evening, The NBA decided to change all of that when the Woj bomb dropped about our hometown, Washington Wizards. I guess I should just say me and John's hometown, Washington Wizards. um, Completing what felt like the inevitable trade to send former franchise cornerstone, and it really sucks that I'm now using the word former, uh, John Wall to the Houston Rockets in exchange for former NBA MVP, Russell Westbrook. Now, we know this has been on the table for quite some time, and now that it's actually taken place, given how much there is unpacking this deal and the ramifications of all of it, both on and off the court, frankly. Um, I'm actually thrilled to have the chance to reconvene my good friends, Neil and John on the podcast, the original gangsters of this podcast for this emergency session of sorts, if you want to call it that to kind of flesh out all the mentioned layers of this entire situation. So uh, guys, thank you first and foremost for joining on super duper short notice given how everything transpired. Like literally John sent the message on Slack, like what an hour ago, if that. And in the process of doing so, you kind of tipped your hand, John, regarding the sentiments or your sentiments, I should say, towards this deal. But I'll open the floor to you for kind of your initial thoughts.
1: I'm, I'm not surprised because, I mean, we've all, you know, heard the rumors of this coming. So this deal's been in the works. John Wallace disgruntled the second that he heard he was on the market. You know, such he got all word. pissy, which is such a it's kind of a bitch move. But you're like, you know, you, he's our guy. Hopefully they can smooth this over. You know, these are all professional athletes. that are on a contract. Maybe they can work this out. But at the same time, you kind of saw this coming, but it still doesn't, doesn't make the sting any worse because, uh, you know, Washington Wizards, uh, th- they don't have a very strong franchise, and this was our guy. And so for, like, the modern Wizards, um, he's, he's the one that really brought them some level of revelance you know, he was the first overall pick in 2010. We were super excited when they won the lottery. Um, that, that was the first year that we had season tickets. And that was one of the things that we were most excited about. Because before this even started, before Wall was, before they even won the lottery, we were, we were going to get tickets. And then that just made the, this whole experience even sweeter was we got to grow up with the guy. You know, we were yeah, at his first board. game. We saw him beat the Sixers on opening night. You know, he'd, he, he was our guy, you know, he, he, with all his flaws, but with all his achievements, he was our guy. And to see him go after 10 years, even if this deal might make sense somewhat statistically on paper, maybe it's an upgrade, maybe it's not. Um, it just, it just really hurts to see him go
0: as the outsider and all of this quote unquote outsider although you were there for the season ticket as I well albeit. albeit as a bulls fan but like as a wizards like a supporter
2: apologist outside of when they played Chicago well yeah so I can uh, empathize because this is this reminds me of even though we had obviously Jordan and company before uh, this reminds me when Derek Rose left yeah. and um, you know yep. he was he was our future uh, after Jordan and he took us to uh, you know the conference finals a couple times and just injuries got in his way. I don't recall him ever having as much disgruntled or being as much a bitch as Paul was um, but um, I can definitely empathize but I got to ask like as you know if I'm an objective fan um, would you rather hand your keys over to Beal or would you rather hand them to Wall if you had to pick right they were now already um,
1: handed over to Beal.
2: No, but as you, as fans, people who are watching in the last three years, three, four years, would you rather, would you rather have Beal gone away for somebody or would you rather have kept Wolf? Because I feel like that's, that's kind of where it was going. I mean, I don't see.
1: Yeah, there was going to definitely be a split because they've, they've always been some tension between those two. And I think we can get into that more later if we need to. And it's become quite clear that Beal is the better player. Yeah. Um, and he's proven to be, even though he wasn't durable in the beginning of his career, Beal has been extremely durable the last couple of years. And if the coaching can get him into a situation where he actually gives a crap, Beal is one hell of a defender too. Yep. So he's a better all-around player. So you'd rather move forward with Beal. Beal's the one guy that every team is Humps. dreaming That's that the Wizards hump. would put on the market.
2: Beal is the one that takes every other team over the hump. Yeah. He's the one that takes all of them to the championship.
1: The Lakers tried to get him. The Nets have inquired. I mean, the Lakers last year. You know, were like as like another piece to add with Anthony Davis and LeBron. They were trying to get him. The Nets are, have been trying to get him.
0: Denver rumors. Uh, Denver, don't Denver,
1: Denver was definitely in there, and and I'm sure there's many, many, many more. And especially if he became available. Um, but does this does this help keep Beal or does this push him out
0: quicker. So, so the inevitable schism that Neil was talking about as I was wrestling with all the emotions of this deal, the one thing I think a lot of people are kind of overlooking in the knee jerk reaction, because again, we're just kind of picking up the pieces of Wall no longer being a member of the Wizards, as John said, after 10 years. I think one thing we're kind of overlooking and it might come out later on, um John Wall's coming off not a torn ACL, not a knee injury or something like that. He's coming off a torn Achilles tendon. And what the ACL was 10 to 15 to 20 years ago, in terms of significantly altering the course of a player's career, that's what the Achilles tendon is right now. And for a player who, as we said, we all grew up with and watching him for who's so much relied on his explosive athletic ability to create so much of his offense. You have to worry, regardless of what his, you know, pickup hype videos look like, you have to worry about what percentage he's going to be when he comes back. Like, you have to worry about shaking off the rust in terms of his jumper and all that stuff. Again, who cares about the pickup videos? That doesn't mean anything, or that's not worth a pile of shit. Um, Is there gonna be a load management situation with him? Like you, we're all assuming that John Wall circa 2017 or 18 or right before he went down is coming back. Maybe not the, the third team all NBA version of him, right? He did win 13 months. Yes,
1: he oh, did. And that's right. how he got that Supermax, which became right. the Albatross contract. That like,
2: It's a problem. Yeah. It, it's not him that much money. Would you want to have paid him that much money next year?
0: It, it, so that's the thing, right? Well, I mean, we'll get to that, that part in a moment, but it's like, we're not getting that version of him. So that's part one. I continue to kind of in that vein circle back and say like, did the wizards know something about him medically, which is what led them to kind of want to be so motivated to deal him. In addition to the fact of the long time whispered tension between him and Beale, I'm not going to touch that because I, we have no real evidence. It's just innuendo gone out of control. There's probably, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, but like, there's no tangible evidence. In fact, all the public evidence is almost to the contrary, but I always feel like the the medical seems to be a driver for me and that's part one like I just feel like the wizards might know something and that's why they were so more motivated to deal him because again to Neil's point like we're getting back Russell Westbrook and we're actually paying $200,000 to him more over the course of the next 3 years. So this is not a cap savings move. I'll be the first one to slam Uncle Ted for the by being cheap, right? That's part one. And part two, I think it's only 20% of the 100% equation, but the gang sign thing that came up, I don't know, a couple of months ago or something, it was legitimately a thing. That I know for a fact. Again, it might not have been the tipping point. It might not be more than 50% of what really drove him out. But it did not reflect well inside the walls of whatever you want to call it, monumental sports. Like that, that was definitely a piece of the puzzle. And it, it did not endear him to Shepherd and whoever else is making the decisions
1: for it. Shepherd was on Zach Lowe's podcast and he briefly kind of touched on it and he kind of he definitely brushed it under the rug like it, yeah, we didn't appreciate it. We talked about it. Let's not do this again. This is not the image we want to portray. So I mean he definitely downplayed it. So I don't know if that's a significant driver. I do have still some delusional confidence that the Wizards have a reasonable front office after all the reorg that they did, and which might allude to them kind of hedging here because it, it was a gamble going into the season counting because they, they, they couldn't just put up another stinker of a year. They needed to come out with something. And to, to, and the only way they were going to improve this team was to actually have a healthy wall and Beal playing together with a bunch of other dudes. Cause they just have random dudes and a lot of young guys now. And I, Russ definitely, I think helps them win now. Um, don't know how much he helps him long term
2: any contract like that's not going to help long term
1: no exactly and, and that's... that's why he, these were these were the two two hardest contracts to be dealt this kind of reminds me of the the deal where they tr- the wizards tr- traded for richard lewis
0: gil for richard only way
1: they could get rid of gilbert's contract was to take back an equivalently awful contract and that's what this is these are both equally untradable contracts and that's the only way you can make it work
2: and that that's almost where it is is like i think now it's like almost a um the players have the power and as soon as a player says i don't want to be here management is just trying to be like how can i get the most out of this guy right now because look at what happened to anthony davis the guy just pushed his way out he, he's just like i'm done that's all so- folks. we're done and so, if you if you find some if you find two teams that have disgruntled players with equivalent contracts and almost equivalent positions, doing the the same exact things, like just flip them, see if they can handle the same exact scenario, uh, like at least team team size situation, and make them happy, um, get them out of there. That's it.
0: There's a really good segue I want to build from Neil, but one thing I want to make sure we cover in the course of the podcast just for due diligence. Um, and John and I were talking about this right before we started the podcast. And I want to make sure it gets its moment in the spotlight. Okay. The for John Russell Westbrook for John Wall, as Neil just mentioned, it's the equivalent contracts. Again, in the net scheme of the $200 billion that the two of them are going to be making over the next X number of years, three, three years to be exact. Again, there's only 200 K worth of difference. So the, the deal Russ for John Wall was always there, and I think the sweetener that made it facilitate the deal was the the pick uh, being added to it. And from what I've read, and correct me guys if you've read otherwise, but I think I got this right. So it's a protected 2023 pick. Correct. In 2023, it's protected for the lottery. In yep. 2024, protected for the top 12. 2025 for the top 20, uh, top 10. 26 is protected for the top eight, and then it becomes its second two second rounder. So it's pretty standard fare in terms of the way the protections work, but um it's lottery protected for the first two years i mean top 12 is basically the lottery still but you know outside of picks 13 and 14 then it becomes the top 10 in 2026 so you have to assume although it'd be ridiculous to assume so that they're like well you won't be a top 10 pick in you know 2026 or whatever although you're not going to be given the current circumstances but point of all of this is that it's not they didn't get bent over backwards and shown all 50 states in terms of adding pieces. Like there was originally rumors that they wanted to include Rui Hachimura along with John Wall, which is just absolutely a non-starter on in every way, shape, and form. So right. it's not – the sweetener wasn't that bad, all things considered, though it is a first-round pick.
1: It's a first-round pick, but you've seen what first-round picks value is lately, and, and they really aren't that valuable. Look at what the – Boston Celtics consistently have four first-round picks and can't get rid of them. And all they want to do is simply move up in the draft. Do you remember how like
0: the NBA went from cap space to to assets to now you can't move assets. Like it's, it's really fascinating how we like we get these hard ons for like these NBA concepts. Again, like, you know, you 20, 20, years ago, who can clear the most cap space? It's all about cap space right now. Right. Dump everything for cap space. Then it was, who can acquire the most assets, right? Like Daryl Morey and Danny Ainge were just the Kings of the NBA because they had assets. Right. And like, Look where it netted them. And I think now it's the, – the player power point has been off-discussed, but I think you know Neil bringing it up is absolutely right. At the end of the day, it just comes down to what the, whatever the players want to do, they're going to do it.
1: Yeah, they'll make it happen. If you've got a smart uh, front office, they'll make it happen. Pat Riley will always make cap space. The Heat didn't have cap space last year for Jimmy Butler, but they got him. You know, they made it work. They did a sign-in trade. They do shenanigans. They'll dump contracts. And cap space will be a very in vogue thing this coming off season.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I'll cut you off. I don't know if you had, to, if you're going to finishing a point, but I want to. No, I
2: mean, it goes back to the first pick. I mean, like I initially thought it was actually um, actually, that's more of an insult to wall to basically be like, you know what I mean? It's like a huge insult to wall to be like, wait, you're going to give me, you're going to trade me straight up for Westbrook. And you have to give a pick to get rid of me too. Like my right. that? like, but that could also just be the wizards giving him the big middle finger on the way out. Um, but like I was saying, like, yeah, first round picks are kind of useless sometimes, right. unless it's like a generational draft. Like, who in this draft would you really be going crazy for? Like, we discussed
0: this ad nauseum. Absolutely nobody. Nobody.
2: Yeah. Especially the past the lottery.
1: Event. Yeah. Uh, it's a bunch of dudes. At best, you get a rotational player. So more than likely, this pick is going to convey in that 10 to 20 range, probably, to the Rockets in either 20, 24, 25, something like that. And we know what you get in that. You get a crapshoot. Maybe you get a Giannis. Not likely. More than more than likely, you get a Chris Singleton.
2: <laughs> Jan Vesley, baby. That hurts my feelings.
1: Well, Jan Vesley was a, what, six <laughs> overall pick. He was <laughs>
2: so You funny.
1: get a dude. You get a dude. I mean, at, at best, you, you luck out, and, and you get, like, a Tyler Hero, you know? But those are few and far between. Those are few and far between.
0: Yeah, I'll say it blue in my blue in the face. It's not hindsight. It's not even with the benefit of hindsight. I. I, if I had the number one pick in a hypothetical world, people would have laughed me out of the proverbial stadium, but I would have seriously considered Denny Avdija with the first with the first pick overall. Like, I liked him that much. Um, I guess I was a little bit influenced by the Luka Doncic um, residue, but to get him at nine where the Wizards did, and, 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 a
2: a, I mean, it's a deal. I Bulls would get him. I'm like, the Bulls have him. And it's like, I don't even know, like... It just drafted some dude I have like, no hope. I mean, in. a
0: lot of people are pretty high in your pick, but, like, whatever. But the point For of the matter is, like, you could have, you legitimately could have shuffled, in my opinion, one through nine, and it would not have made any difference. And my, my feelings on LaMelo Ball are well, are well documented. We don't need to kind of go down that, that, that road. Um, I do want to go down the road very much, though, of what we've alluded to multiple times, the Russell-Westbrook and now Bradley Beale pairing and kind of all the layers to this, because well, they are
2: a lot. Before that, though, you mentioned like something the Wizards might know medically yes. that we don't know about. I really just, I think they just look at history and they're like, this explosive point guard Absolutely. got a severe injury. Let's look at Derrick Rose. Let's look at even, CP3 reinvented himself. Derrick Rose has had to reinvent himself. And they're just like, do we want to even spend the money to have Wall reinvent himself? Or do we just want to take somebody who's like Wall and bring him here?
0: And to bring back the Bradley point Bradley Beal point does reinvented wall is he enough to entice Bradley Beal to stay here right and the answer is defiantly no like it's just there's no way that can be I I think at best just because of I say modern medicine is amazing all the time but even then with an Achilles you're getting back 75 percent of wall this year at best right like and, and this is a decision year for Beal and he's going to play an entire season with 75% of, with wall, potentially fall into the ninth spot. Again, ESPN's Kevin Pelton projected us to be the ninth, the ninth team in the East in, in terms of his win totals. So play in game. whatever. Right. And, you know, this team is too young in terms of like expecting them to possibly do well. And it's sure as shit, not well coached. So, you know, that's the, that. So. The
1: coach now plays into this because coach he, plays into this. That's something. the big reason why I think they pulled in Russ is because Scott Brooks loves him. Because I, is... I, I kind of like momentarily forgot about that, and I read something basically where Westbrook wanted this deal to happen. I thought to myself, why the hell would Westbrook want to come to DC? And I went, oh yeah, Scott Brooks. Him and and it's Scott just Brooks funny have been
0: super, supposedly been very very close even after the all parted ways in Oklahoma City the first time around.
1: But it's funny how he's making this uh, this round trip with the OKC crew you know he had his time with Durant you know you had Harden Durant Westbrook then you had Harden and Durant then you had uh Westbrook on his own I mean Harden and Westbrook then then you had Harden and Westbrook reunited like the, and now he's going back with Scotty Brooks so he's it's this OKC connection that just gonna it's,
2: come full circle man you're gonna have been kicking here. here are they, are they is Kyrie this going to bring KD to D.C.? No, yeah. Kyrie, you know, Kyrie for Westbrook, dude. He's going to meet up with him in Brooklyn.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, please, no. Could you imagine? Oh. Could you possibly I, imagine? I think I would punch myself in the dick if they traded for <laughs> Kyrie Irving. I would just repeat it blows until, like, my eyes turned black and I couldn't.
0: Neil, see. if Kyrie oh, Irving came to D.C. Thing, and please, Jinx, please be correct. If,
1: if I swear
0: no. on, on everything holy, Neil, that if, if if Kyrie Irving came to D.C., I would become a Bulls fan with you. Right? Uh, I would give up my Wizards fan. You're already a
2: Bulls fan. You gotta be rooting for the Bulls a little bit just because of me, man.
0: I do, but, like, I would... I do, I do I, find I, that. I'd I go, I go that. My, like, my 99% elite uh, agents would go to you. Or I'd be like, you know, poor, uh, what's his name from The Ringer, who was for the Orlando Magic? and he, Kevin Clark. Kevin Clark, right? I'd be like him, and I'd be like, I'm just gonna be a Magic fan, because, like, you know they're never gonna win, so, like, you know, there's eternal hope there. Misguided, of course. Um, There was a really good story that i missed even though i I try to keep an eye on the athletic as much as possible because heaven forbid they actually create a lot of great content but um shams karania shout out to indian shams by and uh, a couple of the other writers did this big expose on why westbrook demanded a trade out of there and one of the things i found really interesting which again i missed the first time around i was kind of doing my homework um both prior and then prior to the deal happening and then the deal happening was that he got really pissed off at the way Harden was so laissez-faire about everything in Houston. And, like, you know, Harden doesn't like conditioning. He, he kind of feels like he can show up and he can do this thing. Uh, Harden likes the strip clubs. It is very well documented.
1: Him and Wall are going to have a blast. That's what everyone's saying. They are going like. to tear up the clubs.
0: Um, and, uh, and make West- a club in the tub. Boogie's there, too, right? Boogie is there. Boogie, it's, oh, so this finally, is the layer. To,
1: John Wall gets reunited. This is the
0: layer to all of this. Boogie and, and Wall are finally reunited. It's just not in DC.
2: What a disaster! This is gonna. be yeah. a disaster!
0: But the rookie head coach. My God, man. Poor. Uh, what's his name? Is Paul Silas's kid, right?
1: Yeah, Steven yeah. Silas. Is it? Sounds, oh, that sounds God. accurate.
0: First year GM. Although you think he was Maury's like protege for a little while, right? But like, you got first year GM and first year coach. What could go wrong with this crew? What could possibly
1: go wrong? So is Harden still going to be there?
0: Yeah, so they, uh, from everything that you, you read, they're like, look, we're building a team around Harden. Harden's the cornerstone. And like, kind of like we're talking about this idea with Westbrook and Beale, Although we haven't gotten there yet, but it's like at some level you have to believe they're trying to sell the idea to Harden. It's like, look, we got you two stars, and I'm like air quoting under like under the table right now because I'm like, you know,
2: with recovering Achilles,
0: exactly it was both of them coming off Achilles tendon injuries, right?
1: Wasn't uh, wasn't Cousins an ACL the last injury? I
0: thought that the Achilles was.
1: It was thought- an Achilles, and then with the Laker, wasn't he on the Lakers? Or it was with the Lakers. He this past.
0: The Lakers was an Achilles, and then maybe he was with Golden State, and then he blew out something again. You're right about that.
2: I thought this last ball, it was the ACL. The Lakers was an ACL in his left knee. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's that. But still, yeah. He still never fully recovered, came back from the Achilles, and then he tore his ACL, and it's just like just another heartbreak after heartbreak for him, for Cousins. But, But yeah, boogie and wall together at last.
0: In Westbrook, like apparently he chafed at the fact that like nobody in Houston, although I can't say nobody, but like the people who were important to kind of set the culture over there, you know, didn't really have any culture or didn't have that organizational culture that he was so used to in Oklahoma City. And one thing I always found interesting in, you know, in the prior world where we're thinking Kevin Durant might come here was that, you know, when they got to Seattle the first time around, I think it was like Kevin Ollie or somebody was there at the first, like when he was the old head there. Like they had this really like strong work ethic, first one in, last one out, put your extra work in the gym. And that's something that Westbrook's always carried over that for all his flaws on the court and all the works in the way he plays, he still approaches the game with that level of professionalism, which is something never really jived well with Kevin Durant at some level. Didn't obviously jive well with, Kevin, with James Harden. There was lots of reports where like the two of them, ironically, though they wanted to come together to play together, started clashing because Westbrook was like, take the shit more seriously. And Harden's like, why don't you make a shot every now and then? And like, you know, and that's, and that's kind of how things unfolded.
2: I, I better, yeah.
0: So, but I think another factor into all of this without putting the car too far ahead of the horse is that like shepherd is one word he's continued to use over and over and over again in terms of his vision for the wizards is culture. Sure. Right. It, it, we talked about Joe you know, about this with the Ron Rivera thing as well as with Tommy shepherd. Right. And at least that work ethic, like I love wall. I will always love wall. I'm always going to be supportive of him. I'll be you know, a fan of his, even with the, on the rockets, but wall probably wasn't a work ethic guy. Right. I mean, just putting it there like he, he worked hard, wasn't lazy, but he did come into camp a couple of times a little overweight, you know, things like that. He did like his off the court stuff. And like Westbrook has always been this family man who just he's just basketball and go home. Right. And his crazy ass fashion things. Right. Um, and I think that little point where I'm going with all of this is that that's nice for the Ruiz, the Denny Adidas and all the other younger guys, the Thomas Bryants on the roster to kind of help impart that culture in addition to having a coach who will reinforce it or be the, you know, primary driver of it
2: in the sense that the two of them are so locked in at the hip. It'll be interesting. Um, it's if if Westbrook keeps harping on folks to do better, but he does plays like crap, it's really not gonna go very far. And Especially with Deal. Yeah, and Deal's just and and that's exactly the problem that I see happening. I mean if, if we see Westbrook, Westbrook can drive people all he wants in practice and stuff, but if he just starts tucking up threes, if he like, just starts taking he terrible shots. He didn't
1: do that in Houston.
2: He, he didn't because didn't. Harden would, uh, he, took, he did take some terrible shots, though, man.
1: But he didn't take you, nearly as many as he was previously. So, so there's, I have the delusion that maybe he learned that lesson that, oh, wait, I'm not a good three-point shooter. Maybe I shouldn't do this, but I could totally see that coming
2: back. Shout I out out to Scotty, I could see Scotty Brooks being like, hey, Westbrook, if the shots open, take it.
1: Let her rip, baby.
2: Out of,
0: shout out to Kirk Goldsberry, the statistician well-known. Um, out of 50 players, this is his quote, out of 50 players who have taken at least 2,500 jumpers over the last five seasons, Russell Westbrook ranks dead last in efficiency. Dead last. Oh,
2: That's not what you want out of a point guard in the modern NBA, man. Shoot first point guard. No, no, no. One that like, like misses.
0: Right. Well, yeah. misses miss first, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah. So, circling all of this back to Beal, why the hell is Beale gonna want to stay here when he's never gonna get the ball?
1: Beale, I don't know. The one thing Beal's was... been dominating the ball since Wall has been on the bench. He's been the one. And, and I think he'll do better not handling the load as much, but he still has developed that skill set and he's proficient at playmaking now that he needs to have the ball.
0: Beal is not an egotistical guy. I think in many ways, Beal is wired to, to be not someone who craves the attention of the spotlight, doesn't need the adulation to be on him all the time. But Beal has also developed over the last year and a half exactly to what John said, without wall in the lineup. He has the green light to shoot it whenever the hell he wants to, right? Like if he wants to walk it over the court, over the half court line, and huck up a shot with twenty one on the shot clock, he's got the green light to do so, right? He's developed that habit, if you will, over the last X number of months without Wall on the court. It's going to be the polar opposite of that. That he's going to have to like you know use those those air, those airline cones to get Russell Westbrook's attention in order to get the ball in his direction. And how does that jive? Well, where he's going to be like, you know, you had front seat at the buffet table and now you're basically getting this last scraps
2: of the salad bar at best. I think they're going to just have to, I mean, this is all, do you trust Scotty Brooks to be able to handle that? Nope. Too? Nope. Not oh, at all. Then, then
1: Russell Westbrook did the same thing when he had Kevin Durant, the, at the time, one of the top two players in the NBA, and he wouldn't pass him the damn ball. Exactly. So if he couldn't get him to pass the ball to him, who's to say he's going to pass the ball to Beal?
2: Well, maybe he has a better chance of winning in the East than he did on uh, in the West. I don't know.
1: The East is pretty tough.
2: The it's East is a lot now. tougher. I'm actually very surprised at how tough it Because is. We'll get but there, but they're not
1: cracking the top six of the East. They're not. They're not. And so, as I said, as I alluded to earlier, let's say they make the ninth seed and they get – they get, to, they get the privilege of playing in the play-in game, which then gets you the privilege to get your ass kicked by the first and second seeds in the conference. Um, it's, what an, it, it gets Ted what he wants, though, those extra playoff games. So I, this still smells to me like a Ted Leone's let's get us two home playoff games, even though there won't be home playoff games this year with fans, um, but it still gets them TV revenue from said playoff games. It still kind of give it. It kind of smells like that to me.
0: I'm the first one to jump on Uncle Ted. Like I will happily do that. I'll bang that drum as loudly. This deal smelled to me a lot like, okay, we got rid of Wall. We know you're concerned about what Wall is going to be when he comes back. I got you. I got you, Russell Westbrook as well, right? Because at the end of the day, as we've joked many times, that like NBA players still kind of look at other players like by name value, which is why they keep saying like, oh my god, Carmelo Anthony is amazing. Like I'd love to play with Carmelo, right? Even though. Carmel Anthony's not good at basketball anymore. like, There's still a lot of that name brand recognition. So like, they think, and to some extent, Bradley Beal might even believe this, that like, oh, if I'm playing alongside Russell Westbrook, we're automatically going to be better because this is former MVP, you know, former All-NBA Russell Westbrook until they get on the court and they realize there's a lot of dynamics. One plus one is not always equal two from that perspective. And I think that's what they're trying to sell them. Like, look, I, we're building a team here that can contend for the next three years because Westbrook's under contract for the next three years. And, you know the east, the bottom of the east, and the ways open, and you can, potentially we can build more, and we got young guys, and blah, blah, blah. I think they've made this deal to try to sell Beal on staying, and I think it's going to backfire. I don't think this I is going to keep Beal stay here, because Beal, well, as Neil said earlier, becomes a free agent. Teams are going to shuffle away cap room. Teams are going to figure out a way to unload assets or unload space in order to go woo Beal, and he will have some pretty prime opportunities made available to him very quickly.
1: The only thing that keeps Beal it would be deep playoff runs the next two seasons. I um, mean I mean if they're and and that's not gonna happen if you're in the sixth,
2: seventh, eight, ninth. Can he nine, for another like season. supermax? Can he like get another supermax?
1: If he makes a third team NBA.
2: Yeah. yeah. So he hasn't gotten no. an all NBA yet. Oh he will. So that's the thing is like if, if Westbrook comes in and says like look, Beal, I'm gonna get you all NBA so you can get your money. That's all that would need, be needed. For Beale to stay in washington and you have to
1: give it to him too
2: you don't dude, then then what is washington doing getting westbrook in here if all they want to do is keep beal like if that's a strategy you get they Beale. still want to make playoffs and this helps them make the playoffs this year no dude when you see that 40 million dollar difference it's like playoffs are 40 mil like what are you gonna do here like well, i don't know I figured- the playoffs is more for the I'm owner selling it to the honest in milwaukee dude like he's not gonna win they can make the playoffs he's not gonna win they're terrible like he's, he shouldn't go he shouldn't everybody should just congregate around like the lakers or clippers or whatever like forget this just take a dollar salary and go somewhere else like it doesn't that is make- the
1: most unentertaining professional league i've ever heard of oh wait no crap that's what we live like, in
2: if you want to win you don't want to make money then go go join all your buddies like they did in Miami.
0: If Giannis oh. doesn't, doesn't sign the Max, and it sounds like from all the he leaves that he will, he'll sign the super-duper Max in, uh, in Milwaukee. But if he doesn't, I hope it's Golden State and it's not um, uh, L.A. I, it might be L.A., but I hope
1: it's Golden State. I hope it's honestly the Heat.
0: That would be dope. That would oh, be kind of crazy.
1: I, 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 now that LeBron's not on the Heat, I like the Heat. No, when he was on them, I hated them. Hero are
0: on the Heat. I'm a shout out to Neil. I'm gonna say Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero. That, that I that, love that, Jimmy. That right? Like
1: love Jimmy. Crazy ass he's Jimmy
0: my, Butler, man. Like
1: he he's a he's he is my favorite player in the NBA right now.
2: He's and like if Bam wasn't hurt in the final, Oh man, like there's so many what else? Like I just wanted to see a full strength. Like and, and it still would have won with the Lakers. The Lakers were still a better team, but
1: right. And and I, a, I really wish that uh, sports gambling, though it was voted to be legal in Maryland is not in, in in effect because I want to put large sums of money on the Lakers repeating because it's going to happen. Oh, Unless, yeah,
0: I don't let, even think Let me od- get
1: the let me get the higher odds now.
0: I don't even think the odds
2: going to be that good. Huh? Let's check. They on were
1: it. at like plus 600. They're probably like plus 400 now,
2: which that's is still shit. not bad. Yeah, let's keep talking about Beal. I
0: think there's a lot of <laughs> So I think there's a lot of um like, this is going to be Westbrook's team, for lack of a better term. And I know that's not. completely... can't be. It
1: has to be Beal's team. This is Beal's team.
0: But I think it's going to be because of the synergy, and I hate that. Pardon me for the terrible business cliche word. But I think that between the chemistry or whatever word you want to call it of, of, of Scott Brooks and uh, and Beal, excuse me, Scott Brooks and, and Russell Westbrook, Westbrook. Like I, I think it's just going to end up being that way. I think one of the primary drivers, if it unfolds and manifests itself that way, that Westbrook was like, look, we need to run the OKC system. We need to run... Like, we need to turn the next stop into OKC. Oh. They're just going to kind of dictate it here. And, then yeah. I, and I think the back end to all of that is that Scott Brooks is going to greenlight whatever the fuck Russell Westbrook wants to do. Like, oh, you want to hook up 40 bad shots a game? Cool, Russell Westbrook, you're my guy, because you're doing it the right way in practice.
2: That's is- one of the losses, and Scott Brooks will get fired. Yeah. Scott anybody- Brooks had one, one year left on his deal anyway, doesn't he? Oh, then that's probably the fire him. Like, this is not a problem to fire him. Like if you fire him, then suddenly it's like the new coach comes in and be like, Westbrook, what the hell are you doing? Get the ball so
0: then what's your future? Because I do believe Scott Brooks is not long for this team. I, I, I don't yeah. believe that he's the, the coach past this year, right? I think they're just letting the contract expire because Uncle Ted is too cheap to fire him and pay out the money, right? Like that's all it is. Yeah. If history has proven anything, it's Uncle Ted is too goddamn cheap about all this, right? So they're just letting the contract expire, which means Brooks is gone, which means new coach X comes in, which means new coach, coach X has to now deal with Westbrook for the next two years after that.
1: Unless they can somehow trade him for another terrible guy Which contract. they can't, right? Like who, I don't know you can it, he's gotten traded two years in a row. Who's to say you can't do it three? Who else can't make another terrible
0: super duper max that we can trade him <laughs> for? Oh stop it. I'll oh, stop yeah. it. Oh yeah, come cause, on. Cause what
1: if things don't work out in Phoenix?
0: And they won't. And, and they Paul, won't they- because it's Phoenix.
1: Yeah. Fucking Robertson. I don't know. Well, it's Phoenix, and there's just no room in the West to yeah. crack the top eight. Who's getting knocked out? Golden State's rising. Maybe. Maybe. Perfect. I still don't have faith that Golden State Bartlett. makes the playoffs. But, no, Portland, but now Tennessee, we're out clay. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
2: I think, Portland. So, I, I, you know,
1: Dallas is coming up. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then, and then New Orleans. So the, between New Orleans and Golden State, jumping into the playoff mix where where does it where does that leave phoenix who was already outside looking in you know
0: i can't believe phoenix is projected to win more games than portland and memphis i i just i can't buy
1: it there's no way i th- i think port what's portland at
0: portland's projected to win uh it's like portland's nine and phoenix is eight but i, I just i'm sorry like i
1: i take the over on portland like right now i think they're going to be good
2: no, I don't think so. I, I, I think
0: I'm they're not as bullish as you are, but You're I'm more a, probably bullish on on Memphis than I am on Phoenix, right? And I could be, you know, could be smelling a bit on on the Josh um, the John Morant.
2: Um, I think I think Utah. I mean, think us also comes down.
0: Also, if if Dallas is over under is forty wins at the book, I'm going to slam so much money on the over. Like I, that's that's.
1: Well, it is a seventy-two game season? Oh
0: uh, yeah, good point.
1: Uh, because I had to, I had to like calibrate there for a second. You're forty-two. That's not possible. And it's like, oh yeah, seventy-two in season. That's a good Forty point. and
2: thirty-two. Yeah, that's pretty what
1: good. Is, the over/unders are hard to hit. That's
2: actually, Vegas is I, generally pretty. I would take the close. under on that one. Forty and thirty-two. I think they're under.
1: Yeah, that, that I, sounds. I'm. Bad. I'm going to decide to put my money on Luca for MVP. That's my personal call because. There's no way Giannis mm-hmm. wins it three years in a row.
2: Yeah, he gets LeBron? LeBron is gonna work his ass off together. No.
1: Out. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's too I damn tired. He's,
0: right. he's gonna he's
1: right. LeBron's not gonna play till like March.
0: You think he's gonna try to give it to A D?
1: That was my other thought. That would be my other wager would be to put it on A D. Um, but yeah. I still think, I think that
2: Luka is going is... the championship. That's the thing that tarnishes a legacy if he wins. If they, the player on his team wins a championship,
0: man, that, fuck LeBron's legacy, man. Like seriously, I'm so sick of this shit, right? Like, I just – so,
2: i do not want to. Yeah, I'm sorry to bring it up. There's no. Like,
0: reason. I just, I get so sick of this when we're talking. Like, it, God, you have to go and pick and choose the best players in your league to to join your team, and then you brag about winning titles. God, what a bitch! Like, I just ah fucking hell man like seriously all these like the bronze slurpers man See, at least kobe did it like staying on the same team and being a dick the whole time and 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 choosing the guys on his team and whipping them into shape not like oh let me go play with Dwayne, and let me go play with get eight let me hold the entire league hostage so i can go get anthony davis man let me hold the entire league hostage so i can go get kevin love and i mean not hold the entire league but take all my assets that are accumulating go get kevin love and then berate him when he's here what a fucking piece of shit, man. I, I, I'm Kobe sorry.
1: Kobe just held the front office accountable and said, we need to get some talent. Okay, well, we'll get you Pau Gasol.
0: At least Good Kobe dog. won with Pau Gasol and Andrew Bynum and Lamar Odom, right? He didn't have to stack the deck with Dwayne, with Dwayne and Trevor Ariza, with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. What a – and then you're going to call yourself the GOAT, try to put yourself in the conversation. Forget with about John. Ray get Allen. the fuck yeah. out of here.
2: Forget about
1: – you know, and, the, and you got to throw Ray Allen in there, too.
0: Yeah, game six of the, the, the 13 uh, Eastern Conference finals, right? Like, come on, man. Or uh, uh, NBA finals, rather. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, in that finals, you're not even the most, most relevant player that's going to be remembered out of that. You want to put yourself in the same echelon as that.
1: God. Wow, did we get off topic. <laughs> Thanks, Christ. Neil.
2: It was <laughs> worth it, though. That was so worth it, dude. That was great. Doesn't I just,
1: I just appreciate somebody else calling LeBron a bitch that isn't me because that's what I ca- anybody somebody said I just he's a bitch. That's why I don't like him.
2: It's just I one of those bark.
0: things, man. Like you everything. said it well. Like I, I, want to appreciate his historical greatness. I can't, I can't. You're not wired like a grown-up. <laughs> like I just, what the fuck, man?
1: Like Did, did you also notice? Uh, you know, he signed his extension with two years, and it's going to be up the same year that uh, that Bronny is going to be finishing his senior year of high school and could enter the NBA. And then he'll, and then, so whatever team drafts him, he'll just sign for pennies on the dollar. Hypothetically.
0: I don't know if we're just, or or whatever, man, but like this whole vagrant style of, oh man, I'm going to, you know, eat this today and eat this tomorrow and eat this later on. It's like, just stick, you know, choose something and stick with it, man. Like stay in one place.
1: You're such an old man.
0: I am an old man. I don't even deny
1: it anymore. (laughs) That is an old man take. I mean, I get it. I get them moving around. I understand it. But there definitely is something where you – I think it is definitely more prideful when you stick around and you build something and you're there for the long run as opposed to just jumping in there. Like like Dwight Howard jumping in there going, hey, look, I helped the Lakers win a championship. It's like, nope, nope, you didn't. You were just some dude on the team.
2: And Shaq's comments on that were just so funny. Shaq just basically berated him and be like, sit your ass down. (laughs) The best uh but yeah let, let's talk about uh uh the remake of the wizards god can not be fired up about that one right now
0: um let's talk about the eastern conference because lebron's not in the east thankfully we don't have to talk about him anymore so we alluded to this earlier um milwaukee miami toronto boston brooklyn are the top i have set five three four five i have somebody that i'm missing on this list um are locked in. Who am I missing? I'm missing somebody. But anyway, the top six are locked in. So I said um, Boston, Brooklyn. Oh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia was a team. So Philadelphia is also locked in. Shout out to Philadelphia. Right, getting Daryl Morey as well. By the way, that is
1: amazing. Um, you know, that is amazing. And that's, that's why I still team. thought that there was a possibility of like a Ben Simmons to Houston for Harden. I thought
0: that great. was on. The, I thought that would be a thing. I really did think that. And, would and be it a really,
1: thing. and it, and it doesn't sound like it is no. a thing. It's just kind of like a, a fanboy thing. But I, I could definitely see um maury wanting to bring him in
0: that's how you know that the rockets owner is a piece of shit when he fires daryl maury like that's how you know he's a brain dead moron and it's going to come out that like that guy's an idiot that guy is like i don't know what his ethnic background is but he's basically just another vivek like he has no idea what he's doing and he's being another dickhead owner where he's like i'm gonna come in and i'm smarter than everybody else and he's running this team into the ground in two years they're gonna be like in a firm lottery team you can't convince me otherwise um Back on point though, so Milwaukee, Miami, Toronto, Philadelphia, Boston, and Brooklyn—that's the that's the top six in the East. So then you have the slamboree of teams fighting for the last two, between Indiana, Atlanta, Atlanta. Kevin Pelton actually predicted them to have finished with more wins than Washington, Washington, Orlando, Charlotte, and Chicago fighting for the last
2: two spots. I had it thrown Chicago because Neil's here. Chicago from this entire I mean, I
0: feel that way about Charlotte personally. I'm like, why? Uh, we're not going to talk about Charlotte being relevant
2: until. Charlotte should ever be talked about being relevant because they're Hayward's, not. Gordon Hayward's gonna take them out. No, that piece of shit. Oh my god. Take that money and run, fella. Good job for you. Yeah, yeah enjoy
0: playing with Lamelo ball and I mean
2: keep cashing them checks, babe. Yeah, seriously. It, it,
0: enjoy the equivalent of thirty-two wins every year in an eighty-two win, in an eighty two game season. No right?
2: expectations, dude. That's where you wanna be. No expectations to get paid hundred and twenty million dollars over four years.
1: That's right. called settling.
2: <laughs> yeah. That
1: is uh, that is not a a window for success.
2: I'm be settled, dude. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I I get it, but it but it's not. uh, There's no glory in settlement. But uh,
2: the NCAA finals, he's fine. Yeah, some playoff runs in Boston and
0: in Utah. I don't know if he made the playoffs in Utah, but
2: um, yeah, he made the playoffs. Yeah, there you go.
1: Right. So yeah, he has plenty of playoff experience, but he has no championship experience.
2: Yeah, we need that, Charlotte. They're going to be fighting for eight, man. And I, you know, they're not going to beat the number one seat, whoever it is. So I, I just, like you were saying, it's just trying to keep the boat, you know, the plane flying and keep Beale around. But so and this is the frustrating thing, which we've talked about, I don't know, for the better
0: part of the last decade, honestly. It's like, okay. You know you're never gonna be like we, we. You just said it. Like if we play Milwaukee or we play Miami or we play I mean, even Philadelphia for that matter, right? Like it's a five game series in a good in, on a good day, right? Like, like in a best case scenario, it's a five game series. So you're kind of in that perpetual NBA purgatory treadmill, whatever metaphor you want to use. But Uncle Ted, going back to John's point, which we have harped on for God knows how long, he's like, well, I need those two playoff games because that's what I get. I give you more of a shit about those two play the revenue of the two playoff games, whatever form it comes from, fans or not, than I do about taking the one step back to take the three steps forward, which is why you know Sam Hinkie is always going to be my guy, is at least you got there, right? You did this. Daryl Morgan at least take the car, fake tweak it a little bit and get it to one point. And it, it could have been a lot better if they didn't, if they didn't bring in stupid ass Brian Longcollars and, uh, and, and fucking Elton Brand to like ruin everything. Right. So point being, Ted is not going to take that step back. He's just going to be like, all I care about is getting those two playoff wins or those two playoffs games. And, we're perpetually going to be stuck here. This move is just another confirmation
1: of that. But they can't take the full step back until they move on from Beal. Right, and they didn't want to. keep Beal and take the step back because to take the step back would be to go full-on tank, try to land that one seed and get that once-in-a-generational player, hope you luck out the season after that, follow that OKC luck model of drafting – and, and try and get three dudes in three years in a row that pan out to be all NBA players. I thought and you were saying Because otherwise, crazy. there's no hope in the NBA unless you're the Lakers or the Heat or who else or, or Golden State.
0: Oh, so, that's the thing. Man, it's just the Lakers or, or Clippers right now or the, and the
2: Heat. Yeah. yeah. have so much money and they just have a dumbass. If the Knicks actually had a competent owner, they have so much money, such a market. Even the Bulls, man the yeah. bulls have such a strong market their their market value is still high as hell They still yeah but nobody play.
1: wants to, but they still they haven't been able to draw the talent
0: that's right? the thing right like i'm not saying this to be a hater deal in any say like i don't think the bulls carry quite as much cachet as they might have like 10 years ago like oh, no. but i completely 150 million percent agree with you about the knicks right like if the knicks weren't run by the worst owner in professional sports and i i don't believe this is up for dispute and i as a washington football team slash redskins fan i'm talking about someone who has to deal with dan snyder like james dolan is the worst owner in professional sports and if james dolan was not in the equation the knicks would be a, a marquee draw unquestionably new york is still the mecca of the world forget the,
1: the, the united states right so,
2: even yeah, though the I Garden's a piece of shit it's still, the garden
0: is awful it's a dump
1: it's right still but a it, prime time destination it's still the mecca
2: of basketball man to, I took Jay to his first Rangers games there and it was awesome. It was such a cool experience, man. Like you just gotta, there's just something historic and just aura-filled about that building. And I've exploded. been to the
0: garden twice. It's ugly, it smells and all of those things. And but you're still like, man, this is Madison Square Garden, right? Great. great. <laughs>
2: you so hate I it, but you love it. <laughs>
0: say again? I said you hate it, but you love it. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, like, no, it, it's still um, there's still a a, a very an understandable and very tangible reverence of when you get to go there. And like, I mean, I know Rangers games are pretty lit from everything that I understand. Like, you know, hockey fans go in. Um, the New York, I'm sorry, people aren't going to like this, but New York is still more of a hockey town or the Rangers are probably more crazy, Caps, I mean, uh, hockey crazy than the Caps fans are here. Sorry, Caps fans is the truth, right? Like I'm saying there's one of them. Um, I wonder, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this, this, kind of circling back to the whole John Wall thing going to Houston, is there an element where... John Wall goes in fired up, and he—you kind of see like revenge, John Wall, or is that just added, connecting a bunch of dots that don't
2: don't exist? I think anybody who gets traded like he did will want to. I mean, it's like I hated that place. I want to go there. I think his Achilles is going to hold him back. I think James Harden is going to hold him back. Um, I think his inability to shoot the ball is going to be you know, pretty wide open on display. Um, yeah. So. You know, it's gonna be one of those. Um, yeah, he wants to have revenge, but I don't think he's gonna be able to pull it off. I think he's gonna have lost a lot of what makes him uh, the nostalgic John Wall that every Wizards fan that's sad about today is uh, remembering. And, and it's the same thing that happened with Rose. Like we looked at Rose after his injuries and stuff. He's he's not the same dude. He's reinventing himself pretty well. I gotta say, Rose is actually like a very good backup dude, um, like a role, like a guy. He's a,
1: he's a nice six-man possible starter.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's a great way to put it. And so um, Wall is definitely not going to be your tier one guy anymore who's worth the super max that people are going to be paying him.
1: I did love John Wall's list. Like he had that list that he kept where it's like that slight list. Like anytime somebody like slighted him, he just added – and it was it's kind of like Jordan-esque like where it's like, oh, really well i'm gonna you know like he and i and i really loved that about him and How so i
2: did he actually pull through on
0: that's my question i i <sighs> I, I i love wall but I, I have to ask the same question like like
2: jordan, jordan
0: jordan ripped them apart right
1: but, like, but jordan was a was an animal all right so i should i, I that was poor Jordan's context on my part but i was trying to make a point that like you know the, the he, he at
2: least had you can try Something. to motivate yourself, but you got to execute, execute. Among all the great
0: things that came out of the Last Dance documentary, the meme about Jordans, and I took that personally, is <laughs> one of the, yeah. my favorite things in the world, right? It's like every single thing. And I took that personally, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like just the stories of every single one where he's got like that. It's like, a, it's like a list of his own, but it's just a computer chip in the back of his memory. He's like, oh, I got to kick your ass. And I got to kick your ass. And I got to kick your ass. Like, and the one that he made up against the dude get on the bullets. <laughs>
1: like, he made <laughs> it up. I'm gonna make, he, I, I, don't you think they could have made that story up, though? I don't. I, let's say they knows? did. It we believe care. it, Right? I let's thought say it was completely hilarious, so fictional. I loved it. But back to the point, I do think that Wall might – I think Wall will have some revenge on him. But as you said, Neil, he's not going to have the capability to pull it off Mm -hmm. this year. I bet you he'll drop like 50 on him the first time that he plays the Wizards because under Scott Brooks, the Wizards um, completely and utterly lack a defense.
2: Well, with Uh, Westbrook, he's not going to get any rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Wall is a much better defender. I mean, odds to give you that. Maybe with a busted Achilles, maybe they're equivalent, but well, Wall much better defender.
1: Wall fitting next to Harden though is worse in my opinion. Do you think so? I, I mean, I guess statistically, uh, Wall has been a little bit better from 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 range than than Westbrook, but wall really needs that ball in his hands like he literally does nothing do you think wall is a ball dominant the player ball.
0: I, I i asked myself this question all the same time like kind of thinking about this like
1: all he does wall- is stand still he puts his hands on his knees and stands off to the sides whenever he would pass the ball constantly did that
0: wouldn't be a good so, thing in many cases because harden's not going to pass it
1: back it's true but he get he gives zero spacing for harden because nobody's going to respect gonna his shot it. Yeah. But nobody was respecting Westbrook's either. That's why Chris Paul was an excellent running mate for Harden, and they screwed that up.
0: Well, I think Chris Paul also got tired of James Harden's shit in many cases as well. The fact that, like, James Harden didn't like to work that hard because he could yeah, get so away with it. So now you have
1: it. two players that have done that to him, and instead now you're going to have a facilitator in a bad sense of John Wall with Harden, and they're going to just be in the club, baby. Boogie, Boogie Cousins.
0: Boogie and Cousins Boogie. is here.
1: And Boogie. This is going to be great. Actually, now I'm like thrilled about this trade. I'm so excited. I couldn't be more happy for Wall. He's going to get so much tang. It's going to be disgusting and nasty.
0: Yeah, They're I going mean, to
1: tear the club up.
0: At least They're, twenty-seven of the forty-seven are million. They're going
2: to run out of one-dollar bills. Right. I was going, just to say, going to say have none of them. Just like um, John's hot take from last year that said the Nets were not going to make the playoffs. The hot take now is the Rockets are not going to make the playoffs this year.
0: I would not bet any sum of money against you.
2: Not yeah, one I, penny I, I, of
0: my that,
1: earnings. That is what I would call a stay away. Yeah. Houston would be a complete stay away.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's no chance. Because, like, again, looking at the top whatever of the West, that right? How Phoenix slides in. Because they're not better than the Lakers. They're not better than the Clippers. I'm not taking them over the Jazz. I'm not taking over the Nuggets. And then you can start to have the conversation about are they better than the Mavs? Are they better than the Pelicans? Are they better than? The They're top not better players. than the Mavs.
2: They're not better. No, than I
0: don't them. think so. I love Luka.
1: Ma- I... Mavs season's totally going to be health dependent on Luka because there's no way Kristaps Chris Porzingis plays more than half the season. I'm like, still the last just...
0: living Kristaps Porzingis apologist alive. I'm like, no, it's going to happen. It's just it's a matter of
1: time. I know it's not. I like Definitely. to call him Chris Slaps, like uh, yeah. James Dolan did in like... the uh, Game of Zones video. I'm kind of surprised my... you didn't catch the,
0: the Brian collars reference earlier. I was like, yeah, still a great yes. episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh,
0: Can't believe they killed that show. So good.
1: Well, I think they just ran out of state. They didn't and out of then material. Game of Thrones ended, so they decided to call it quits. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, no, the, the... The Rockets were just a... They're just a hot mess. They really are. And they just keep, they keep downgrading. I mean, they... Two years ago, they had the best team that they could put together, and they've just slowly eroded from there. And now they're in they're oh, the an utter
2: shell. The loss to the Warriors, you know, without KD. Um, Crushed that, them. Yeah, that was the one that just, like, broke them. That was yeah. their ex, and I was just like, okay, now we're done. Like, that's kind of it.
0: So the last question I have, and I didn't brief you guys on it, but I was talking, so my friend Dash, as I mentioned, called me right before, like coincidentally, we just, you know, as an a, holy shit, did you see this? And he completely, you know, no no basis for this information, but he was like, doesn't it smell like there's one more deal in the works for Washington? He's like, it just potentially feels like, I, this is, I think this is, you know, throwing shit against the wall and seeing with sticks, but it's like, okay, you got Westbrook and you got Beal could they potentially do something with Rui, with Denny, and stuff like that and spin it to another thing? Let's just take contracts off the table because I know it's going to get really messy if you do that. And the name you brought up, which I thought was really, 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 really interesting, is Victor Oladipo. Because Oladipo was the kid. With Beal? I know it doesn't fit from a basketball standpoint. And, but then and again,
1: Westbrook. This but Westbrook and, Harden
0: didn't, Westbrook and Harden didn't fit either, and, and that, that deal happened for a billion picks or whatever, right? But, like – just, I'm not saying it's happening. I'm not even saying I want it to happen, necessarily, although I do am a big Victor Depot fan, but Depot wants out. He's probably going to leave because he's a free agent, I believe, at the end of the season anyway. And as John just said, local boy, right? It's just fodder for the intervention. Are you labs. saying
1: you flip Russ?
0: No, no, no. I'm saying you flip You're whatever.
1: You're saying add him to Russ and flip young assets that is what i'm saying That really makes zero basketball sense
0: i know but so did westbrook and harden <laughs> among other things so literally you're and neither did p- relying on paul george for a playoff run but like
1: here we are right so so you want to have three guards i don't want to
0: i'm just putting out okay. the internet you have three
1: guards and thomas bryant because they're not going to trade thomas and you're not, most certainly not trading davis bertans one because you can't you can't you can't trade them till whatever the the time frame is um, and two, his that Bertan's contract. I was not a fan of.
0: That was a spicy meatball. Was it? F- it's, it's four for sixty-four four years. So sixty-four. That was sixty-four.
1: Or was it eighty? No, you could be right. That sounds. I thought it was eighty. I thought it was twenty middle a season. No, I could be wrong. No, it could be sixty. And anyway, it was too damn much for a guy that barely even played last year. For the you Wizards. are
0: correct, sir. It's five five for eighty.
1: Five for eighty. Okay five for 80. So it does get you under the 20 million per year, but it's still one. That's a long ass contract um, for a guy that, as I said, that was his best year and he could barely stay on the court and all he can do is shoot. Like that's a lot of money for a one dimensional role player.
0: That is a Korean fried chicken, hot sauce, spicy deal.
1: Yeah. I was like, if it would have been, if it would have been three years and the same dollar amount, I'm, yeah, three for okay fifty or something
0: like that. It's like all right, we can I, have the conversation, right?
1: Five years, and I so bet you the five, fifth year isn't guaranteed or something. But still, still So it's still, four. It's, that's not at a grace,
2: right? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. They hope for your sake it's not all deep Like I don't, I'm not, I, I,
0: I'm not advocating for it because as you guys have very astutely said, like it, it makes no sense logically speaking. But the NBA at the end of the day is all about like. Again, going back to the narrative idea, they can go back to Beal and be like, I got you, Westbrook and Depot. We have a super team. Again, it is not a super team. It is not even a good team, if you really want to put it that way. But the narrative that they can sell, that this is that we're putting together a contender in the East that mirrors the shit show that would be Kyrie and KD and Brooklyn and whatever Boston looks like right now and whatever Philadelphia will look like and stuff like that, where you have the, the big names, the marquee names, even if they are distressed assets.
1: Because yeah, I can't think of anybody else that would be on the trade market that the Wizards would even be because honestly, Ola Depot for young assets is a possibility. That's actually an attainable trade that I think you could make work for both sides.
2: I would have to look at the numbers in terms. but of it makes Wizards less sense. It makes no sense if it's the Wizards. It makes
1: it less sense now that the Westbrooks deal is done. Like if the Westbrook deal hadn't gone through, then I could totally be on board for an Ola Depot trade.
2: And to circle it all back, oh, good. Who's who's going to take the shots? All well, the depot is going to want all the shots. When
0: somebody says who's going to take the game-winning shot, all three of them are going to raise their hand and say, "I am." And that's how this is. That's that. That's yeah. how this how is. How the all answer gonna is Beal.
2: All, Who's going to get the inbound? Beal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You
0: want Beal. Like if I could create it, I want Beal taking the last-second shot. But I know in my heart of hearts that Russell Westbrook is never going to allow anyone else to take the last second shot. We got Davis Bertans going to be hanging out in the corner with a $16 million a year contract doing nothing, right? He might as well be, you know, frying corn dogs. because well, Westbrook. He's still going to
1: put up 10 threes a game.
0: You think he's going to get the 10 ops?
1: Yeah, he'll, he'll get them because the second he touches that ball, it's flung at the hoop.
0: Yeah, And right, if you watch exactly.
1: Bertans, man, he's got rain and he'll take it from, he'll pull that trigger from, Anywhere on that. Right, course.
0: so he's just gonna be like he, one of those people. The minute he gets his ball he's like, fuck it, I gotta huck it because otherwise I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get any yes, other chances ever yes. again.
1: And he'll get his ten shots and he has free reign. Uh, if, especially if you watched any of last season. Anytime he got that ball, he was letting a rip.
0: Because he was laser last year, right? Like he was He was. He was, was, he, was
1: he was one of the one of the best three point shooters in the league.
0: Didn't he do really well in the three point contest? Or am I just did,
1: making He a, did pretty well, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um Is Williams yeah. still around? Like Lou, uh, available, Lou Williams. Nice, no, on the Clips, isn't he? He's on the Clippers. And he's like, they kind of, he's on the, he's on the trading block. And so I just wonder if like you want to solidify your bench a little bit more now.
0: He hated playoff. He hated, so ESPN did this really, it was ESPN or the Athletic? I can't remember. Somebody did this really deep dive. I think it was the Athletic actually. Did this deep dive on what went wrong for the Clippers this year. And they were basically oh. like. They hated Paul George. I mean, that, was, that was a, well, so Ky- K- Kawhi was a big, 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 big diva was number one. They were like just an enormous diva. And then number two, Paul George thought he was Kawhi Leonard. And they're like, what What have you won again? Like, what have you actually accomplished in your career? Because if I carry the two, it's nothing, right? And you think you're Kawhi Leonard. And it's like, all right, Kawhi, he's a weirdo anyway. So they were like, whatever. But it created this really weird vibe in general. But like, when Paul George started trying to act like that, they're like, who, who the fuck are you? Like you want all this shit, and like, especially like Lou and Patrick Beverly, who tend to be a little more like you know forward players in terms of that, and that's why they dump Montrez Harrell because he's just like, who the fuck are these guys, and why are they why are they demanding like particularly Paul George like this much respect, and they're like, oh well, if you can't fall in line, then we're just gonna dump dump you. It's like yeah, Montrez Harrell was yeah. probably right.
1: Mont- well, Montrez was a uh, free agent, so I mean he had his choice, but they chose not to pursue to resign him they they made good moves.
0: Like if you look at apples to apples, what they had last year versus the moves that they made, like they got the the white boy from Duke from from Detroit. They got somebody oh, they got Surge, which they feel like will be like a nice addition to Surge um, sign
1: was excellent. Did they get Luke Kennard?
0: Mm, That's the guy. So
1: Yeah, who if he's healthy, can shoot and gives them some additional I didn't like I think they traded Landry Shamit for him. I believe was part of that deal, which I was surprised that they gave up on him.
2: Um, would you give up young assets for Blake Griffin?: No. No. No, no. But
1: Blake, I mean, Blake played well last year.: He, he
2: actually Very active. like the starting five would actually be very interesting. To use Neil's
0: term, Blake has reinvented himself into a different player, and like he's a pretty good player, and Blake has
1: he's always been a very been good player. Under on the court
0: underrated that's the that's the that's, the, that's the, the the rub right there right um very underrated passer he's obviously not you know lob city blake anymore because no.
1: you know not you know he agent. has excellent range he is excellent passer um he is an ideal four but the problem is is that he he just can't stay healthy and again he's healthy. on the i think he it, he's a, he's going to be a unrestricted free
2: agent uh and i think in a couple of years
1: and i two more thought,
2: a five-year in 2017. So that's guess, right. That's right.
1: Then they dumped him right after that. And then they immediately traded him. So they, had, you kind of get stuck with that contract. So one, the Wizards can't. There's no way they could make salaries match on that deal, unless they put vertons, which they can't, because the the NBA collective bargaining agreement and all their rules with trading newly signed players. There's that moratorium that they can't trade them.
0: Sunil so is mostly correct. Uh, officially he's under contract for one more year, but he has a player option that he can opt into the year after that, and he is going to opt into a 38 million dollar
1: deal. percent yeah. Yes. I would always opt into
2: money.
0: <sighs> so to wrap it all up, um, wall is gone. There's a par- it's part- still a take part- bomber.
2: Like, it- that's a really like like re- like are you like really I was really sad when Rose left are you like super just just sad about it like, yes
1: yes I'm I'm pretty disappointed I would have rather gone through the season with Wall and seeing what he can do than to move him now
0: it's 100% the nostalgia factor like it's the what we, we grew up with him we, we grew up his entire career you know, sorry, Neil, not to bring it up, like the, the Bulls series that they first the first one the oh, Raptors.
2: Yeah. 100%. You know, the
0: Raptor series where they where they swept them in, you know, as the underdog. Um you know, being a healthy wall away from upsetting Atlanta that series, like, you know, the game winner against Boston in game six, like all of those things that you have, memories of him. Yeah, right? Nene owning Jokey Noah. like the, Oh my like God, that ate his sick. lunch for an entire series. Yeah, Fucking that. Nene. After I mean, he
1: won man. defensive player of the year.
0: Absolutely, dump trucked him for Nene. four, I mean, five, however many, I think it was a five game series. I mean, it was six. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I mean, but just but just owning... And I think that's when he called Kyle Lowry a fuckboy as well in the, in the, in the Raptors series when they swept them and they, they in like that game three where they beat him by like 40 or something like that. And then they finished the sweep off over there in Toronto. But like, yeah, it was in Toronto because they would have been the favorites. No, it would have been the other way around because it was in Washington, but like that, they beat him by 40 over and they just obliterated them Um, just such a, such a, you have all these fond memories, you have some like there's like dozens of games we've gone to that he's played so well I mean some of his career best games I think we've been in the stands for and to kind of close that chapter. The other thing we didn't really talk about which a lot of people have said, you know, as part of this whole eulogy process is that like what was very well established in terms of the, the DC community, he's yeah. done a ton of charity work. He was a little more of the man of the people than Bradley Beale. And that's not to take away from Beale at all, but Beal's a little more of a family guy. Like everything's about his wife and his kids. And like, you see a lot of that and he's very much like, he's very, very, very good in that aspect. But like Wall's has just always been like kind of the public face. He relishes that role and he was very good at it. And like losing that element that like, it's just, there's, there's so many different, components to it that sucks but i think it's the nostalgia of all the memories we have because we fully recognize from a very pragmatic objective standpoint that we're not getting that john wall back like we're not we, we know that it's yep. not but it's exactly to what you said like you're always going to view derrick rose from the prism of the 2012 season right or 2011
2: 2012 seasons right like, you're
0: always going to he can be who he used to with no ups whatsoever but that's who he always will
2: be in your mind and we have a very always, similar sense i will always root for derrick right Right. he's on the lakers dude i'm still gonna root for the guy we
0: know as john just said like we know houston's going to be an unmitigated shit show based off the collection of personalities and the lack of personalities to control them i'm still going to root for him
1: yeah this is going to be a downward kind of slide for for john wall because this is not going to end well for him this is just the beginning of the end for him at this point he's going to Play out his time with Houston till he gets traded to the next spot. Then he's going to be a ring chaser. After that, that's going to be his legacy. After there's there's crazy. nothing left for him.
0: And I what? wouldn't mind to see him end his career like the, in, a, in a Dwight Howard type of cut. God, I can't believe I just compared John Wall to Dwight Howard. Fuck
2: Anybody me. who gets that max, the super max contract, especially you, you can never live up to a super max. Dude,
1: I don't know unless you are a top five player.
2: Yeah, unless you're LeBron. You know, even with, top five. It's top, yeah, you, you got a problem be, you can't do it.
1: But the so. problem is, is that, that 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 the supermax is available to anybody that makes the all NBA team, which is technically top fifteen. So you can be a top fifteen player for one year and earn that contract, and yet you're burdened with the pressure and the salary of a top player for the, well, for the duration.
2: Is there pressure because it's a guaranteed contract at that point? So at that, it's just like... I don't There's know. still, like, fan pressure. There's fan pressure, but these these guys shouldn't, shouldn't give a crap. You know? Oh, they care. They do care. I, they? I, they, they care. They're going to come, regardless. You know? but, uh, yeah. But, I, yeah, I don't know, man. The Supermax, I think, is the undoing of many good players. I think... Um, and obviously, like, they should take the money. You should always take the money when it's offered. But I do think it is the undoing...
0: It's a really interesting point that you're making there because a lot of times the supermax comes on the heels of a regression because you've hit your peak in order to earn the supermax value and it's very difficult to sustain that level of play and thus to your point, Neil, justify the value you're being paid. Like it's almost inevitable. I mean, at least seven out of ten times probably the frequency is more where you're going to regress from the number that got you the supermax and then the narrative will then be like, oh, was he really worth it in the first place? Obviously they may not regress to the point that Russ did, like because that quickly fell apart. But I think that's also a factor of like we've overvalued I think many people will, you know, justify the fact that we vastly overvalued the triple double and the averaging a whole season, the first one since the big O to do that and stuff like that. It's like, you can get the empty calorie stats when you play it on a team like Oklahoma city.
1: But it's, it just defines the whole uh, salary structure problem of the NBA, because like a LeBron James is worth 80 million a year, not capped at 43 with the same as Russ Westbrook, you know, so there, there are definitely some discrepancy, and then there's a lot of there, there's no middle ground either. It's either you get this or you lose them. And so like, if Bradley Beal gets third team All NBA this season, the Wizards have to offer him that super max max extension. They have to do it.
0: Yeah. I can't remember the numbers. I don't believe, and it's not a slight at Beal. I just think it's circumstances. I don't think he's going to finish in that voting I don't think it's gonna be particularly close because I don't think he's gonna get the opportunities to do so and then the numbers between what he can make staying home I know there's obviously a big hometown discount versus what he can make on the free market it's, I don't know it's exactly. not
1: significant enough. Uh,
0: that's what my question was going to be that like is it really that much to what Neil was alluding to earlier that like is it going to be enough to keep him at home obviously if he was in line for that Boku paid payday via one of the all, all NBA teams that's the thing. But like. I'm just extremely, extremely pessimistic on that idea because I just – I simply don't believe he's going to be fed the ball enough. Like, I just don't. I think Scotty Brooks will get fired
1: if they aren't succeeding.
0: I think Scotty Brooks get fired anyway.
2: Yeah, he's he's an awful
1: coach.
0: It's just – it just – it smells like we need to get rid of John Wall, but we kind of pooped our own pants in the process as the best option. Cause like how else are you going to get rid of them? And I think that's kind of what it came down to. Right. Cause it's like, okay, you made the mental decision to part ways with John wall. Great. Like you, you, you decided that that train has sailed, but what did you get yourself into in the process? That's the point I, I kind of just, I continue to go back with like, what did you do? you, it's not even one of those things where you're paying Russ 45 this year and maybe even next year where you can swallow it. And you go the fucking year after that. And that's the thing that's really, really
1: hard to deal with. All these guys are movable. They, they, as much as you think they aren't. Yeah. This is two years in a row he's been moved. It's two years in a row that Chris Paul's contract's been moved where everybody says that they can't be moved. They can be moved. And if they get through this year, and especially if they get through next year, then Russ's contract really
2: becomes moving. Oh yeah, he's yeah he's out after that for sure.
1: So okay. it's, but they could have they could have just kept Wall, and played yeah. it out, and and so that's like the that's the hard part. It's like does does this make the Wizards better?
2: Yeah, it goes back to the whole the player wants out, management's going to do whatever they can to make sure that they get whatever they can for him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to call it on that
0: note uh, because we've gone in a bunch of different directions, although they were very good directions. Um, So for all of you who've done so, thank you so much for sticking with us all the way through the end of this episode. As I mentioned, the previous pod, um, hope everyone had an amazing holiday. Everything goes great for the rest of your holidays coming up. And if you haven't done so, as always, please make sure you subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever the hell hell else you get your podcasts. Always make sure you follow us on Twitter at HailToDC, H-A-I-L-T-O-D-C. Um, and in the meantime I'm sure we're gonna have plenty of more conversations uh, about the Wizards coming up the season's starting really shockingly soon so hopefully
1: December we 22nd we this got again. 20 days
0: it's, it's so crazy. Crazy. It's and then,
1: crazy and then you got the supremely hyped uh, Christmas Day games which are look very enticing yeah yeah, yeah we we'll we'll thank you for listening to the Hail for the District podcast
0: Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts.